Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to a special Friday night edition of Sports Urban Legend. Hello, my co-host Macaulay Matthew. I'm of course William Amo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing all right. You know, glad to be with you on the show. Um, as always, um, got a busy show today. Um, first off, you know, I want to say Happy New Year's to everybody who's listening right now, or the the you know replay of the show and uh you know i appreciate the support you know over the years so i hope you enjoyed this episode this episode and uh you know i really appreciate the support so thank you again um but with that said um you know i want to talk about you know um the hot stove with mlb and how it pertains uh to the Yankees, Mets, and, you know, the other teams where we think uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado might be going. Um, and, of course, you know, the NFL, you know, the, the, the Jets uh, fired uh, Todd Bowles, as expected. You know, we'll get into that. We'll talk about, um, you know, the WWE, the NBA, with, uh, as we speak, the Knicks are leading uh, the Lakers 37-25 to 25 right now in the first as the first is about to end, um, as we're, you know, watching the game live. Um, and uh, lastly, we're going to talk about WWE and the new changes uh, in the, these past couple of weeks with the McMahons, uh, along with Triple H, taking over. So, um, you know, most importantly, you know, I want to hear, you know, your feedback. Um, feel free to call in. Uh, the number is 917-388. That's 917-388-4189. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We would greatly appreciate it. But um, before I dive into the show, um, you know, I want to first talk about, you know, a tribute to, um, you know, the legendary WWE backstage announcer. And that's, of course, me and Gene Oakland. You know, Uh, he, he recently passed away. And, um, you know, he was a synonymous, you know, for his uh, backstage interviews with the stars of the 80s and 90s, you know, early 2000s as well. Um, most notably with Hulk Hogan and, and Macho Man. And, of course, you know, Hulk Hogan's always like, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, you know. <laughs> and, and yep. you know, he always had those, you know, epic stuff and, you know, like, will you stop it? What's going on here? You know, he always had that, like, you know, that one-of-a-kind voice. Yeah, and, 1950s um, voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he was just a, a great character. Like, his interactions, even with, um, with um, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know, Gorilla Monsoon, and anybody who's, who happens to be there. You know, you know um, he's definitely going to be missed. Uh, and, of course, you know, he... He was a Hall of Famer. He got inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2006. So as a tribute to him, I'm going to play it. Great. So 
you know, my condolences go out to his family. So I'll play it. You guys um, check it out right now. His career has spanned nearly four decades, and he's still one of the most recognizable personalities in wrestling history. Gene Okerlund has seen and done it all. He spent time in the AWA, WCW, and of course, the WWE. When the World Wrestling Federation exploded into a cross-cultural phenomenon in the 1980s, Mean Gene was nearly as popular as the superstars themselves. Thanks in no small part to his good friend, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Well, you know something, Mean Gene. Well, you know something, Mean Gene. You know something, Mean Gene. This man right here, my very dear, close, personal, longtime friend, Hulk Hogan, very instrumental in picking up the banner of Mean Gene. The chemistry between the unlikely duo was pure magic, and it led to one of the most mismatched tag teams in wrestling history. Always the consummate professional. One take Okerlund never falters under pressure. He comes off that top rope with a flying. <laughs> I could do this better drunk. No, I'm not about to lay down my back and let someone cover me. I thank you very much. <laughs> I screwed that thing up. What? Oh, my God. You have me again, Jeff. It's not Jim. I told you, right? Well, I got the big mouth. She nursed me for four years. Do you have a name on that? Male or female? Um, I didn't check. Uh, <laughs> neither did I. You've already given me my haircut. You're standing behind him. I don't know. What yeah. exactly is that? This is the vault for the family jewel. I didn't even say that. <laughs> my word. A little accident there. You guys can go by yourself because we're out of time here, pal. <laughs> With a unique sense of humor, boyish charm, the greats, Mean Gene Okerlund is truly one of a kind. I have the honor of interviewing the biggest names of the sport. Some have been a pleasure, while others, I just had to do my job. He is blessed with a lovable charisma that remains timeless. I got Mean Gene here. Gene Omenia's running wild. Mean Gene Oakland, meaner than ever. It's an honor to welcome the first announcer ever inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, Mean Gene Oakland. Well, that was that, you know. Um, yeah, he was uh, 76 years old. Um, you know, he, you know, he um, recently had a fall, and um, you know, he had uh, three kidney transplants, uh, and uh, and his uh, health, you know, deteriorated, you know, as a result of you know that. So, you know, again, our thoughts and prayers are with his family, and you know, you know, that's that. Yeah, you know, my condolences and rest in peace, Mean Gene, the greatest backstage reporter in sports history, I think. Absolutely. No no doubt about that. It's not even up for debate. Yep. But um shifting gears, um yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the 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 hot stove and right now you know, there's even rumors that uh, Vice Harper 
my return back to the Nationals. And uh, up to that point, uh, up up until now, you know, people didn't really think it was a strong possibility because the uh, the Nationals owner basically said that they gave him the their best offer, and you know, he doesn't foresee him coming back. Um, obviously, he's still, um, you know, there's still he's still rumored to either go to, you know, go back to Nationals or sign with the Yankees, which was the team he grew up rooting for, just like the recently signed uh, Troy Tularisky with the Yankees recently, um, you know. But, um, yeah, um, Bryce Harper is still a free agent. You know, he's rumored to go to the Cubs, White Sox, Dodgers. I mean, you name it. You know, he, he's been rumored to – Go go to go to that team and whatever team he goes to, you know he's gonna improve that team because you know he's like what twenty six years old in his prime, you know. And, and and with Machado, those are, I mean, it's extremely rare to have two two young superstars guys, you know, hitting free agency at such a young age, you know. So whatever team you know is gonna sign those guys, you know. You know they're they're gonna be competitive because they can't they can't do what the the Mariners did with Cano and you know basically sign him and then basically don't do anything else to improve the 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 team and then you're basically it's gonna be like when A Rod signed with the Texas Rangers you you, exactly you put all like your that. money you put all your eggs in one basket with a superstar player and you don't build a team around them and you know your teams are basically gonna finish last place you know yeah pretty much. You gotta balance it out. And with Machado, you know, there's rumors he's coming to the Yankees. You know, apparently he liked the uh uh a yes photo or something like that and people think, Oh, he's kinda he's gonna sign with the, the the Yankees. I mean there was rumors that Machado was supposed to sign announce, make his announcement on New Year's Day and you know, that's long well, that's gone now. Can't say long gone because it's a few days from from that, but yeah, I mean to you know to be honest with you, I still think Machado's coming to the Yankees. I mean, obviously, um, you know he might go to the Phillies or Cubs or Dodgers. You know, basically, Machado and and Bryce Harper, those you know they're both they're all, they're both rumored to go to the same teams. When you think about it, you know, whatever team whatever team those guys go on, or in a in a crazy scenario, both of those guys going on the same team. Which I mean. There's a 99% chance that's not going to happen because, I mean, that's you're going to have to have Yankee, like George Steinbrenner era Yankee money for you to, like, you know, put put a team like Sign that. Both. Those two yeah. Superstar guys like that. And obviously I don't count the Yankees for doing that. Like I've always said, I never count. When it comes to a free agency or a trade for a superstar player, until that player signs somewhere, somewhere else, I, I never count them out with the Yankees. So both of those guys are rumored to want to go to the Yankees. So I definitely, definitely not surprised if they if they go to the Yankees to say the least. I just hope they don't. They, I just hope none of them sign in the NL East if it if it ain't the Mets. You know, well, I, obviously Bryce Harper is a National, so he's been in the NL East his whole career thus far. But yeah, we'll see what happens with that. At this point. Harper is either going to go to three teams, I think. It's either going to be back to the Nationals mm-hmm. to the, or to the Braves. Right, yeah, I can see that, definitely. Or to the Phillies. 
And those yeah. all of those teams are in the National East, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All those yeah, teams I'm, I'm pretty familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all those teams are in the running. Is, is the Marlins, led by your boy, Jeter, <laughs> who is uh, Troy Tularitsky's idol, you know, the recently signed Yankee, and, of course, uh-huh. the Mets. So, the, oh, the, I forgot the Dodgers. The Dodgers maybe in play for. Um, oh yeah, both of those guys. And and you know, Machado was just with the Dodgers too in the World Series. Yeah. You know, NL NL's uh, champion run. I could see the Dodgers year. signing um, signing uh, Brian Hopper, Bryce Hopper, I should say. Yeah, I no doubt about that. I, I he he looks like a Dodger. I could I could I could totally get the California that. look. Yeah, definitely. He definitely does. Machado, that's up in the air right now. You know, it's well, this uh, Troy Tulowitzki signing. You know, it, it could be insurance if we don't sign the Machado. I guess. You know, yeah. Still got to see what Tulowitzki has, and what he has left in the tank. I think it's a smoke screen. I think they're still going after Machado, even though you know they basically the Yankees basically said that you know. Their their intent is to you know to have Tula Whiskey at you know at shortstop. Yeah. But I think it's a smokescreen. You know, we'll see what happens with that. You know, with with with, with those guys. Uh, we'll see, I mean, Yankees haven't been as aggressive now as they did in the past. Yeah. Yeah, know, but so. but you forgot one main one main um, equation that you didn't mention that's going to make them want to spend money. And that is because the Red Sox won the championship. The last time Red Sox won the championship, you know, the Yankees, you know, they shell out the money. Yeah, but that, you know, that's – and George Steinmeier was still alive. <laughs> well, well, yeah. You know, that was like, you know, a long time ago. But that's – I mean, they've Yankees have passed on a lot of guys. I mean, they didn't even bring back David Robertson, which I was shocked. Yeah, you know? I was getting right to that. Yeah, I thought I thought he would have been a shoe in to to stay in New York, either remain with the Yankees or 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 come to the Mets, because that's the move the Mets, in my opinion, they should have went after him for real. Because you, if you pair him up with uh, Diaz and uh, Familia, you know, I mean, come on, you you would come on, that would have been because Mets need one more guy. They need one more like reliable guy that you know that. You you lock up that you lock it up, man. Then then with the Mets, you know, their stars usually go six innings. You know, they don't usually go seven. So they, you you would have those 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 three headed monsters coming at you in the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and then and then of course you have the the um, swing guys and um and, and uh, uh, Gesselman and um, and Lugo, you know, coming out of the pen. You know, and then of course they need a lefty. You know, um, yeah, they they definitely they definitely they definitely need that extra guy. I mean, I, I heard that they're interested in Justin Wilson from, I think he he was on the the um, Giants, I think. But um, yeah, he's a free agent. Um, but yeah, Kimbrel would have been the perfect guy for. He's a lefty, but you know he's gonna want closer money. He, I mean, this guy I think won a six year deal. You know, he wants the biggest deal. Ever, because you know he's one of the best closers in the game, bar none. So yeah. he can be um, shaky at times. Yeah, he he's, he's been a little shaky this year. 
But you know, this guy, you know, he's you know he's you know he's 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 a world champion. So you know, you definitely need a guy like that, you know, on your team, whether he's closing or or setting up, you know, the team. And I think, especially with uh, Bodie Van Wagenen, the the Mets GM, you know, bragging that we're the team to beat in the National League. You know, he gotta he gotta step up, man. Like I mean, he's he has step up. I'll give him credit. But he's not finished, man. You know, he 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 did get Cano and and Diaz. You know, you know he made he made a a gutsy move to to acquire the the best young closer in the game right now. You you got Cano, who should give you two or three, you know, good years if he's healthy. You know, a future Hall of Famer if he stays healthy, and you know stays off the PEDs, the alleged, the alleged PED use. Which I mean, I mm-hmm. guess it's not really alleged because he got caught. But right. I guess for legal reasons, let's say alleged. Um, yeah, and then of course, you know, they got familiar. They signed him. You know, he's had success in, in uh, you know, as a Met, and with the A's when he briefly got traded there. And um, let me see, who else did they get? Oh yeah, Ramos. He, he's a good veteran catcher. Obviously, he's not JT Romuto, but you know, he's a very good catcher who has experience. In the NL East with the with the Phillies and the the um the the Nationals and of course he briefly played with the Rays last year, but yeah that's a veteran veteran uh veteran guy. So yeah, I mean they they still need have moves to move you know to to make for them to be uh, a you know uh, a playoff contending team. So well, you got you know Zach Britton still out there. You got um. Uh, Octavio, yeah, that's Octavio. 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 Yeah, I, 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 no, Adam 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 Vino. Whatever his name is. Adam Adam Manapia. Adam Vino. The 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 Rocky closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean they they got those good those good guys that should we thought they would have been signed a long time ago, but it's like a repeat of last year. Everybody's waiting until like near spring training next month to sign. And nobody's gonna sign until the big fish, Bryce Harper and and uh, and Manny Machado sign. So and then with the Mets, you know, they want to sign uh, AJ Pollock, but he's injury prone and he wants like a six-year deal, massive contract. So unless if he comes back to earth for like a three-year deal, and you know they they pay him, you know, they give him the the money that he wants up front, maybe takes a discount, fifty million dollars or something like that. Or maybe even twenty. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll he'll come to the Mets. But right now, they look like they're years and salary apart. Which I guess I could, we could say the same thing about the them uh, re-signing Jacob Degrom to extension. Yeah. There's no there's no room, news on that yet. But we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. But yeah, the Mets they they need to make some moves, you know, or even sign um. If they're not gonna sign Pollock, sign Adam Jones. You know he's a veteran guy. I know he's 35 years old, but you know um, he, he he's a gritty guy. You know, and he stays healthy for the most part. Yeah, you know I, I think, think that'd be a good signing for the Mets. Yeah. You know? So yeah, or even Mike Mustakis. I mean, he didn't have a great year, but you know he's a he, he's a guy with good with good defense, a world champion. Unfortunately, I know that firsthand. But um, you know, that's a, that's another gutsy guy 
they need to get. I, I, Lauren Gonzalez looks like a guy that they would most likely go after. You know, he's a, a world champion with the Astros, uh, a utility guy, kind of like Ben Zobris a bit. You know, I could see Mets going after him. But, yeah, they need to make more moves. I mean, getting Bryce Harper and Manny Machado would, would definitely solidify them being a team to beat, especially with the young pitching they got, and Vargas as well, which I wish he wasn't on the team, or at least <laughs> garbage, the garbage guy on the bullpen, out of the bullpen. But um, that's not the case. So, yeah, look, we'll see what happens with the, with the Mets and the Yankees. Yeah, but on these teams and land these big fish. Yeah. Hey, as long as it's not as long as it's not the NL East or the Yankees, I'll be fine with it. But I'm pretty sure one of these guys will one of these guys or even both of these guys will end up in the Bronx or Philadelphia or Atlanta. You know. Yeah. Well, the Phillies so, right now they got money to spend, so it's, who knows? Yeah, they they got Robertson, so yeah. you know they they. They're willing to change their their franchise around, you know. They... So we'll see what happened with that. Uh, shifting gears with the with the Jets, um, you know they 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 as expected they fired um, they fired uh, T- Todd Bowles. You know he had you know three losing seasons with the with the Jets. Um, not entirely all his fault because you know McCagnan, you know. Um, didn't give uh, didn't give him all the pieces that he needed to to be successful, you know, and plus the the their play calling has been conservative, you know, and especially with a young a young um, quarterback in Darn Darnold, you know, you know you need you need him to to like you know like to give him some room to breathe. I mean, he has to his credit, he has played a lot better um, since he since he since he um, came back from the injury. Um, the last couple of what three or four games he's played, he's played he's played pretty well, you know. And then with the Jets getting the third pick in the draft, and then and and you you top that off that the Jets are going to also have reportedly one hundred million dollars of cap space, you know the Jets' fortune should should change. I mean, we're like what I'd say about a week away from them, you know, their fiftieth anniversary of them winning the Super Bowl. 50 years ago when uh, Joe Namath made the the Super Bowl promise, mm-hmm. you know, against yep. uh, the Baltimore Colts. So hopefully, you know, they can have some magic, you know, on the, their 51st year of existence. So let's see what happens with that. I mean, there's rumors that they might go after uh, Antonio Brown via a trade since he's disgruntled, uh, you know, in uh, Pittsburgh. They might sign his teammate, um, 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 Le'Veon Bell, you know that's a that's another possibility. Even though Le'Veon Bell has said in the past that he he would never sign with the Jets, but I, I guess we'll see what happens with that. What's your thoughts on the Jets? I mean, if Jets can get one of those superstars, that'd be great. You know, uh, Le'Veon Bell. I don't I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I don't think they need Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they got a young uh, running back right now in McGuire. You know who played really well down the stretch for them. So, I mean, just the, they do have some young guys. They got Robbie Anderson, you know, mm-hmm. and they got Darnold. So they have some young guys that they can build a team around. Um, 
they definitely have to improve the offensive line. Um, you know, they have to get better on defense as well on special teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, once they improve those areas, I mean, they should be they should be good. I mean, they, they should, yeah. And early on, they showed stretches where they can be competitive. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And now they even have a bigger move in the off season. Who's going to replace Todd Bowles? I mean, my pick would be um, would be uh, McCarthy. You know, Mike McCarthy from uh, from uh, from uh, Go- uh, Green Bay. You know, Green Bay Packers. You know, um, you know he won the title. Obviously, you know with, with the with Green Bay, he's uh, you know he's coached. Uh, you know, Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers, who apparently he had a falling out with uh, to end his tenure in Green Bay. So, um, yeah, I think he'd be the perfect choice. Uh, uh, Jim Caldwell, you know, he, he'd be a good choice as well. But, uh, you I know, we'll see. Jim, I go with Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I, yeah, I would totally agree with you. Mike, Mike McCarthy is the is the choice for me, you know, if you could get him. You know, I know they're thinking about the Hall bars also. But uh, don't look like there's interest on both sides. But yeah, to me, Mike Mc- Mike McCarthy is uh, the 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 heads and shoulders choice uh, of who should be the next head coach of the Jets. Yeah. Um, yeah, shifting gears on the Giants. You know, the Giants. You know, they had a um, a tough season as well. You know, they, they the only saving grace they had was. Uh, uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, they draft him with the second pick. Obviously, there's some people who, um, you know, criticize that pick because there were a lot of quarterbacks available. You know, of course, uh, Baker Mayfield was taken with the number one pick by the Browns, but, you know, they did pass on uh, Sam Darnold, which, you know, God, thank God, you know, he came down to us at the three. And, um, you know, they passed up on uh, what, Josh Allen and, you know the rest of the the bunch there, so they they gotta do they gotta make that they gotta make a move and try to get um you know a, a backup quarterback a heir apparent you know they're rumored to to try to go after uh, Nick Foles uh, from the Eagles um, Teddy Bridgewater who signed with the Jets briefly uh, this past season but then they traded him um, before the season started for picks so. That's another option. And, of course, you know, the Giants have the sixth pick in this upcoming draft. So, and, oh, yeah, and another thing, they're not going to trade um, uh, Beckham. And they're still iffy on, on uh, Manning. But to me, I think they're going to keep him. So, but what do you think is going to happen with, with your Giants? Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, yeah, the saving grace this year was um, Barkley. I mean, Barkley pretty much proved, you know, he deserved to be the top pick in the draft. I mean, he was the best rookie in the NFL, you know, by far. Um, so, yeah, they definitely have to build this team around him. Beckham, I don't think you should trade on. Beckham's one of the top wide receivers in the league. So you definitely can't trade a guy like that, uh, especially if you're not going to get much return for him. But I keep Beckham. And, you know, you got some building pieces. You got Evan Engram at tight end, you know. He's a, he could be a huge star in the upcoming uh, future. Um, but I think they should use the sixth pick, you know, to get a backup quarterback. You yeah, know? definitely. Y- young guy that you like and groom 
and that could eventually be a starting quarterback for us. That's to be a good quarterback too, you know. Mm-hmm. And you definitely have to <laughs> fix that offensive line. That offensive line was trash this year, and they gotta mm-hmm. they gotta improve that in the off season, you know. And special teams that, that has to be improved. Um, but Giants in the second half they played much better than the first half. So if they if they play the way they did in the second half, um. If they played the way they did in the second half in the first half, you know, they probably could have made the playoffs. Who knows? But too little, too late. So just have to wait till next year. But, um, you know, there's things to look forward to. You know, definitely have Barkley, Beckham, Ingram, you know, build a team around those three guys. And, you know, there's uh, some potential there to do some good stuff in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, um, you know, shifting gears with, uh, uh, oh, yeah, with the uh, with the Knicks. Another thing with the Knicks, back to the Knicks. Uh, congratulations to Kevin Knox. You know, he, um, he won the um, Eastern Conference Rookie of the Year. So, you know, congratulations to him. He's been scoring like 18 points for the past, what, 10 games or so. So, yeah. you know, congratulations to him. You know, he's... He he got off to a slow start, uh, got injured, but he's you know he's starting to play the way he played in the summer league, and you know he's he's starting to live up to that potential. And Fizdale uh, uh, wanted him to meet up with uh, LeBron James so he could give him some advice, because Fizdale uh, likes he he wants you know former players that he coached, you know, um, to you know to um, mentor the young guys, and not to mention. Um, you know, former Nick legends to 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 help teach the, these young guys. You know, so that they could, you know, get the best out of their um, the best out of their abilities. You know, and you know that's one of the the best things I love about uh, David Fisdale. You know, he he um he embraces the past so that you can have a bright future, learn from the best, and you know you know you just pay it forward and you give back to the guys who 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 paved the way for you. And I guess that's kind of, uh, I, guess, I guess, a perfect segue to uh, LeBron James' per, um, recent uh, comments about, you know, um, about him being the greatest of all time. And and uh, Michael Jordan disagreed because he would he, Michael Jordan said he would never call himself the greatest of all time because he's never, he didn't get a chance to play against Chamberlain and and, and those greats you know, before him, like Jerry West. So, um, yeah, that's, that's that. But, um, I don't think you should call yourself the greatest, you know, let, let the uh, critics and let, you know, fans determine that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally, you know, agree with that. You know, LeBron James, he's definitely the best, the best, talent right now in the game, you know, but Durant is pretty close in that, you know, he very talented guy as well, but, um, yeah, yeah, it, it just comes off as being cocky, you know, just proclaiming yourself as the greatest. Like when you look at the Knicks, you know, um, they all, they all give respect to each other. Willis Reed, Willis Reed, I think, um, thinks uh I think he thinks Patrick is the best. 
And I think um, Patrick thinks, I think Walcott Frazier is the best or something like that. And Walcott Frazier, you know, it's like they all think that from the three of them, they think each other are the best. Neither one of them, you know, is holding up that mantle that they're the best. Even though you could, you could make a, a mention that you could make a strong case for, for Patrick or um, Walcott Frazier. Because, you know, Walcott Frazier, he, he was the face of the Knicks. You know, obviously with the captain, he had that awesome team, won two titles. But Patrick, man, he literally carried that team all by himself. I mean, he had he had some star players, but he never really had that Hall of Fame type player with him the, his entire career, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you could even make a case for Patrick that he, you know, he, he is the greatest because he didn't have that legendary um, Knicks teams. You know, the, the, you know, the seven, the, you know, the 70 and 73 Nick teams and the, you know, the teams that, you know, during that era, the, the early 70s Nick teams. So you could make a case for Patrick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, you know, basically the news with the Knicks. And, uh, last but not least, uh, WWE, you know, they're in a new era now. You know, they got Triple H. And uh, McMahon's running the thing again. Stop me if you, you haven't heard that before. But this time, they're not the authority. We are the authority. With, with um, in the magic of uh, radio, I'm holding up the parentheses side. You know, the parentheses fingers. You know, we we are the authority. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I mean, here's my case, Here's my thoughts on it. I appreciate that they're trying to re- revamp Raw. They're, they're finally taking the claims of the fans more seriously that, you know, Raw is ha- horrible to the point that Seth Rollins cut a promo on Baron Corbin mentioning that since he's been in charge, the ratings have been horrible, which is true. And Seth Roll- everything Seth Rollins said in that promo was basically what the fans have been saying for like this past month or so. Oh, well, I guess December, into December at least, from December on. And um, as a result, WWE is going to try to fix Raw and SmackDown. But here's my point. SmackDown didn't really need saving. SmackDown was doing pretty good. I mean, you know, you got the AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan feud. You got Becky Lynch versus Charlotte and Asuka. Like, SmackDown is really doing good. Uh, and Paige, she was doing a phenomenal job as the GM. SmackDown did not need saving. Raw, on the other hand, needed saving. And I don't think it's the – I don't think McMahon's are, the McMahon's are the answer of them putting them back in the forefront as usual is the answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, all they need to do is replace Baron Corbin, you know, with, with somebody else, anybody. You know what I mean? Because – the whole heel, the heel general manager authority figure is, is, has been played out. You know, it's not, it's not the attitude error with the corporation, with, with the aforementioned uh, Triple H and Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon. Like, it's not the early 2000s, late 90s anymore. And if you want to have an authority, or authoritative heel, you can't have Baron Corbin, who's decent in the ring and a horrible mic skills, He's supposed to be intimidating, but no one's intimidated by him. Like, yes. <laughs> his, people don't boo him because he's a bad guy. People boo him because he clearly sucks. And, like, there's no 
beating around the bush here. He's horrible. He's horrible on the mic. He's horrible at the way they portray him. Like he should not he should not have like like a quarter at least a quarter of the airtime on the show. You know what I mean? And that's why Raw was suffering. Every week it was him and 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 Bobby Lashley and and Drew McIntyre jumping people. Like it it, it got very stale. It, it, Raw was on life support before that, but it was dead. It's like it's like you can't even remember what happened after you watch it. It's like it was horrible. So my 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 and another thing I didn't uh, why I don't like with this change is that they should have put someone else as the, the authoritative figure. They should they should put a baby face right now because maybe bring back Mick Foley, maybe Kurt Angle, maybe Sting if he wanted to, but you know, somebody you know, someone a fan favorite. Because right now they need to kill off this heel authoritative figure for at least two years. Let it cool off. Let people, you know, forget about the heels, you know, being in charge. And then, like after a few years or so, put somebody who's who's who has that you know who has that charisma, so that even when you hate them, it's like you kind of like them, but you hate them. You know what I mean? Like you want to have someone who's you want to have a, a villain like that, or at least a villain that is like, man, I can't stand that guy. But you could see why the authority put him in that that spot. Like Seth Rollins, when Seth Rollins, you know, turned on them, you could see why. They put their their stamp of approval on him because he was very talented and all that stuff. But Brian Corbin is not that guy, you know. But it is what yeah, it I is. Agree. I I, so, I like Kurt Angle as the uh, general manager. Yeah, I thought he did him a and good Foley. Job. Yeah, yeah, him and Foley were great in the in their their roles. Like, and Paige was good in her role in SmackDown too, even though it was brief. Yeah, like. The McMahon's having the McMahon's back was not the answer. I'm sorry, it's not the answer. Yeah. And and another thing that was horrible is that they took away the, the the number one contendership stuff. Like you know, if you you know, as a champion, you lose the title, you get that rematch clause. They took they eliminated that, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because in actuality, all they do is have battle royales, and they basically have the rematch again anyway. So yeah, exactly. It just it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, it, the rematch closet has been in the thing forever. Just leave it. Leave it in there. If you want someone to lose, ju- just have the, the person fail there at their attempt to, to regain the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could even do it on Raw or SmackDown, or, or preferably at a, major, a pay-per-view event where, you know, you could get the most – build up to it. But I mean to me it's it's been a WWE has been a joke, so other than SmackDown. SmackDown hasn't been doing well. But Raw Raw's been doing Raw's basically doing the same thing. Dolph Ziggler versus uh Drew McIntyre. It's been done to death. We get it. We don't even know why Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre was even attacked by Dolph Ziggler out of the blue like a few weeks ago. So just kill that storyline. They're supposed. It's a new year. Supposed to be new storylines and all that stuff. But Bray Wyatt hasn't been seen since uh, Matt, Matt Hardy, like semi-retired. You know, since I what August or so. I mean, come on. So WWE, they need to get their act together. 
and sh- showcase some of these stars. What, what do you think of John Cena coming back this past week? Oh, what, what I think about it? Um, it was a typical John Cena return to me. You know, I, I did like his interaction with you know Becky Lynch. She wasn't like, you know, in awe or intimidated by his his you know superstardom. And you know she would she would fight him if WWE would let her. You know. Yeah, she would definitely. Kind of makes her wish. It kind of makes her wish that she was part of the Attitude Era. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought SmackDown was good. Raw on the other hand, hmm, I don't think I saw the whole thing of Raw anyway. And I, now that I think about it, but I didn't really miss it. I mean, what well, what can you say? It's Raw, Raw's the same thing. So yeah, pretty much. I guess we'll see what we'll see what happened with that. Hopefully, they'll fix it. Um, you got any last words you'd like to say? Uh, just check out my show IMAX on Saturday nights slash Sunday mornings at on uh, Fox Talk Radio, and come back here check out Sports Human Legend. Every Saturday is eleven. At eleven, and check out my my uh, YouTube show, Sports Urban Legend TV. He's McCauley Matthew. I'm William Ramon. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.